Hey, I'm Corey. This is deadairradio.org. How about hearing the story from hanging out at the Golden Gate Park, human being, to gym trading in India, from flying high with the Jefferson airplane to crashing and burning on the streets of San Francisco. This is the story of a roller coaster ride through the ups and downs of living an untethered life. You can just call me Julia Brigden. But most of her life, she was referred to as girl. Well, I was born in South Africa, and um, in South Africa, it's not uncommon to call your children boy and girl. Like more like likely to say my boy or my girl. And I have five brothers, so it kind of stuck. You know, all these boys would come storming down the steps, and my mother would try to keep track of everyone's name. But it was easy for me. It was like, oh, that's girl. <laughs> She's identifiable. <laughs> You get the story of somebody with an untethered life to begin with. Uh, growing up in the 60s in the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, I was married to a rock musician. And I was just kind of a wild child. I was a little extreme in my behavior, you know. I, I hitchhiked to Mexico at, you know, uh, at 15, almost 16, just just for the fun of it. Because I ran away from home more than once and the juvenile court got a hold of me, they wanted to keep me tethered away so David Freiberg married me to save me and he was in a band called Quicksilver at the time or they were just forming and so he he kind of salvaged my youth by he's a good man a good stable guy so that saved me I don't know how helpful I was to his life but he was good for mine you know we lived near the Grateful Dead and spent a lot of time over at Mickey Hart's place and so we were all pals. We all lived in the town of Nevada, which is in Northern California. So we lived out way out in the country, as did the Grateful Dead. And one night, in the middle of the night, they showed up dressed as Indians, and they started making this big ruckus outside with fireworks and hooping and hollering and woke us all up. And So we all got dressed to rush out and confront them, and they disappeared by then. So we thought, ah, we're going to get back at them. So we all showed up at the Fillmore Auditorium, ready to attacked them on stage dressed as cowboys the plan was the our band Quicksilver was going to go jump on stage and, and tie them up and then sing Kaliza was a wooden Indian and make fun of them but that never transpired because we ended up in jail but um, unfortunately there was we were waiting in the car until they got on stage and the police showed up and arrested us for having weapons, which were really cap guns and, and like old rifles that, that wouldn't shoot, that were leaded barrels and went up and they looked real. So we were smoking pot and sitting in a car with rifles and guns and it didn't go over well. So we got it. David and I and, um, and the other guy, Jimmy Murray, who was in Quicksilver, the three of us got arrested and taken off to jail. And I went to juvenile hall. And poor David, he'd already had you know two marijuana arrests before, so he was facing big time. And it all worked out ultimately. And the Grateful Dead felt really bad about it later, but it was funny. And they threw a party for us afterwards. They felt really bad, and they should have to. <laughs> One party that Julie attended, along with the Grateful Dead, was the Human Bee Inn, and that was uh, documented with a photograph. 
done by Grateful Dead photographer Rosie McGee. That happened to be the human being was was one of the first big gatherings in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And uh, despite the fact that it looks like I'm being groped by Pigpen or something, it's not the case. Pigpen is a really sweet, quite shy guy, despite his appearance. And uh, I don't know, we were just standing there. But uh, he was a lovely guy. Yeah. Another close friend that Julia discusses in her book titled Girl, An Untethered Life is David Crosby. I first met David um, when I was hanging around this club in Sausalito and I was like a you know 15-year-old. My mother would come drag me out of there. But he showed up as sort of a, just an itinerant folk singer. And it was very innocent days back then. There wasn't a really big music scene or anything. And he was just one of the people who came and hung out on this. It's an old grounded ferry boat. And... um. He was a really charming guy, and he loved he loved the women. He would used to cr- cruise by Temple Pius High School, where my friends and I were going, and at lunchtime, and you know, try to engage with the women there, the girls, in a very nice way. He was well spoken. He was cute, and he was fun. So we were just friends, and then he became good friends with my husband David, and uh, our lives seemed to intertwine through the years in various different ways. When I ran away to Mexico, David Crosby and Freiburg, and they were just sort of folky musicians, scraping by, sleeping on people's floors. And when I got back from Mexico, David had a record on the radio, and I was stunned. I was really surprised. And then Jefferson Airplane was taking off, and I had—I didn't expect it, but I wasn't shocked by it or surprised either, just because, you know, when you're young, you just sort of expect, you know, oh, there's another fun thing that's happening didn't seem so extraordinary at the time but I look back now and I think wow that was you know that was fun to be in that place at that time part of growing up during that time is playing sports some of her teammates on her baseball team included members from the Grateful Dead oh I was a huge baseball fan and you know I had all those brothers so and I'm a pretty athletic person so I was good at baseball so they were happy to have me on the team. And I I want to brag here for a minute. Uh, I made it an unassisted triple play while playing with him. <laughs> so they were so impressed that, uh, you know, that was my claim to fame. As life went on, the children came along. Julia discusses uh, having her first child, her only child, Jessica, and the rock and roll musicians who showed up at the hospital, including... Michael Bloomfield. I don't know if he was in the delivery room. They wouldn't. Even, they didn't even want my husband in there because his hair was too long. So he was given a hairnet, and they let him stay. But Mike Bloomfield came in. I guess it was sort of the maybe the Jewish connection. He and Mickey Hart and my husband David. Uh, maybe that was what it was. But Michael Bloomfield was just such a sweetheart and just a gentleman, and he was kind of a protective guy. So he was over there. Julia admits that it took her a while to uh, get a quote real job, but when she finally did decide to join the workforce, her first job was working for the Grateful Dead. Oh, it was 1982. That's when it was because there was a big flood and all of their equipment had been gotten soaked. So we had to take dismantle the amplifiers and rewire them. So that was my first. <laughs> job. I learned on the job how to do that. And then I ended up making lots and lots and lots and lots of cables, mic cables. Then I got involved in being on the stage and, you know, troubleshooting if something was going wrong. As Julia Brigden discussing her new book, Girl, and Untethered Life.
I've been told it's a fun read. It's pretty quick. And uh, it'll just take you through it for a cultural ride through the 60s. And I think I'm representative, you know, of a, a lot of people. <laughs> 